Hi, everybody. This is your host, Shannon Lackey with Mind Over Marketing, and we are back for another exciting episode of our Marketing Mastermind. And today we have uh, Joseph Hernandez here with us from In Motion Pro. And I'm really excited because we've been talking about branding on you know one of our last episodes, and we've been talking about the customer value journey. And one of the most important steps in that journey is awareness. People have to know you exist. They they need to know what your services are, your product is, whatever you're offering. And so I think video is a great way to do that, whether you're running a Google ad, a Facebook ad, or you're just posting it on social media. If you're sending out through, uh, sending it out through an email campaign, there's an endless number of possibilities that video can provide you with your marketing strategy and you can repurpose video. So if you do it right, it'll be something that you can use in your marketing strategy for quite a while. So that's why I wanted to invite Joseph here today to talk a little bit about video because he's an expert in his field, really well known in the community. And so, uh, Joseph, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, your company and how you got started in this? All right. Well, thank you for the introduction and thank you for having me, Shannon, on the show. Uh, pleasure to be here. Excited. And, um, so yeah, no, uh, I mean, I've been doing video for 18 years now and, uh, I started in my mom and dad's house. I was just in my own room and, uh, I picked up a camera, started filming. I, we mostly made a bunch of dumb videos and, uh, I was just a friend with the camera. And then, um, somebody decided to give me money to do a video. It was like for a wedding. And, uh, I was like, sure, I can do that. And then. Um, so that was your first gig? My, so my first job was like a wedding. It was That's somebody, crazy. Somebody okay. wanted me to do a wedding. That's and crazy. I didn't know anything about weddings. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. And, and then um, we actually showed up. Like I had my little tiny like $500 video camera and like a little tripod. And I, and I showed up on Saturday. And uh, um, I remember because I had to go Sunday to uh, – I actually had to fly across uh, across the States. Wow. To North Carolina. And so when I get there, they tell me, oh, no, the wedding is not today. It's tomorrow. And I was like, no, no, no. It can't be tomorrow because I'm here only today and I have to leave for a week. So uh, she, they're like, no, yeah, the wedding you're here for is tomorrow. So I was like, wow. Um, brother, can you record tomorrow's wedding <laughs> that I got hired for? Uh -huh. So my first first wedding was like a disaster. I had to teach my brother Roy how to do video and he had to go and save the day. And I told him, just record as much as you can. Try to keep it steady. I'm trying to, you know, this is back before like cameras oh, I had know, stabilization. That's Keeping it steady is not easy. <laughs> I tried to do that and that's very hard. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to say it came out great and it did come out really good, um, but it wasn't me shooting. And so it was just me editing. And so I can only save salvage, you know, so much of it. And so, of course, you know, She's the bride's like, well, I think I should get some money back. And I was like, okay, fine. So of the $300, I gave her $50 back. Oh, really? That's <laughs> so still that's a really good job. deal for a wedding video though, right? Don't they cost like thousands of dollars? Yeah. To do I mean, back then I think the going rate was like between 800 and 1800. So that I was still, aware It was still of. a really good deal for sure. And was your brother on site the whole day? Yeah. 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 He was, he was, uh, he was there the whole day. No, I mean the video came out came out good, and I used that one to get like the next video. And that, but I guess that was kind of what really started it all was like, hey, I, there's something here, yeah. and uh, so we kind of 
you know, evolved, obviously. So when did you decide to upgrade your camera from the $500? I think within like camera. the next two weeks or something. Really? I was like, I need something better than this. It was a, it was an eight millimeter, uh, like t cassette tape that you we were using. So then the upgrade was a, a mini DV. Okay. That was the upgrade. And so it was a tiny little cassette tape still. And for the next, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years or something, it was tape. Mini DV tape. Yeah, things have definitely evolved over the years. I remember like my first camera, you know, it was film and then it's morphed over to, you know, digital SL, you know, the DSLR cameras yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I can't imagine how much the videos changed too. So. Yeah, yeah. And then mirrorless and all the other things. And now we have social media and all this other marketing. So businesses are really into video. So when did you finally decide to start doing the videos for businesses? How'd that happen? Oh, man. So, yeah, well, we did. Um, you know, wedding after wedding. And then, um, we, we probably passed like the 300 mark of uh -huh. weddings. And then, um, I started just getting, you know, inquiries of like business jobs, you know, here and there. So we had, we had been dabbling in business corporate world for a while, but we just never really took it like super serious. Yeah. Um, and we had like ancient cameras, you know, when we got back, when we got into it, but when, when, when video got really fun was like back in 2000 and in 10 okay that's when like everything switched from a camcorder to like dslr and then you can start doing interchangeable lenses and then your picture started to look like a hollywood picture because you had that depth of field now and so it became fun again like like a reset yeah and so then you start to kind of gain attraction um and a lot of people were like your videos look so different than most people's videos and then when you started to catch on to that you're like let me get more jobs like this let me do more work for more people that want this look so eventually we started getting uh phone calls from um not that well-known people but um you know kind of was what started and then from that product uh we, we started getting like hospitals to call us oh, okay and um and then you know companies like chevron and amazon and stuff like that you kind of start to attract their eye and walmart and all that so, th that, so those are some, just, those are is, some big names like, you're throwing out. So what type of what type of work were they hiring you for? Um, well, I don't know if I could say this, but Walmart couldn't afford us, so that's kind of cool. But um, <laughs> but yeah, they, so Walmart called us; they wanted headshots. Um, and uh, Costco's called us a few times; they wanted uh, some events to be done. Uh, again, when you're doing like volume business, that's what I'm learning is that not all of them are like really big on paying for marketing to be done for them. Yeah. Um, and so um, both of them passed on the invoices or the estimates. And then um, I think, I don't know, two years later, Costco forgot that they had called us or forgot what the price was, asked us again. We told them the same thing, actually went up a, a bit in price. And uh, again, they were like, oh, that's so out of our budget. I'm like, and they're like, we're like small, yada, yada. I'm like, you're Costco, right? You're, you're small. Wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no. Um, but when we actually landed, um, like Chevron, that was to do like this huge, like headshots, uh, job project. And then with Amazon, it was, um, it was kind of a mix of things. They wanted some group photos. They wanted a video of their grand opening here, just right here in Bakersfield. Okay, cool. Um, and, um, yeah, most of it's just the, you know, they're Googling, you know, services that uh, we offer in Bakersfield and uh, we're, I'm pretty good with SEO. So I'm pretty good about connecting the dots. What they're looking for is what I'm putting on, 
uh, on our website for them to find. And then they find us. And then it's just about being professional, being punctual, being, um, you know, responsive when they email, emailing them back that same day and that kind of stuff. And we actually get quite a few jobs from people saying like, yeah, you're the only one that's answered. I'm like, that's still shocking to me today. That's crazy because I tell people all the time, like even with social media, you know, your direct messages, when people write to you or your comments, you need to reply back right away, like mm -hmm. as soon as possible, because you just never know. You never know when somebody else is going to swoop in there and, and get it. And a lot of times people will change their mind by the time you get to them. So um, now with the grand opening video, so you said that you had the grand opening video. Do you get a lot of the grand opening videos from businesses? Like what other types of videos do they inquire about? Like for my listeners that are listening out there, what are some types of videos that they may be interested to help them promote their business? Are they meaning Amazon or are those types of businesses like commercial corporate? Uh, well, like you got grand opening. I have clients who definitely want their grand openings filmed or like different events that they do, like volunteer events in the community, or they may want a commercial. So I'm just kind of curious, like what do you see most frequently from businesses that like what what's your best selling video package for businesses? Oh, gotcha, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would say, uh, you know, we get, we get hired a lot to do uh, videos that are going to help either um, make them money. <laughs> so, um, for example, we have um, hospitals that need to recruit more employees. Oh, and so um, for in order to do that, we have to create a video that kind of persuades the audience, the viewer, the potential, you know, RN or whatever is watching it. To so actually like doctors, move nurses, to that, yeah, to actually like move to that, that that city or where they're at, and um and and actually go and get a job and fly there and all that stuff. Uh, we have churches that want to raise millions of dollars. Okay. And their idea is either a PDF and do a slideshow at at one of the you know at church or whatever at one of the masses, or hire us to do a video that hopefully kind of showcases their their overall vision. And um, we've done that before. And uh, yeah, they, they had a, tr uh, it was a trajectory of like seven years that they would, they would raise like $5 million. And um, with this PDF that they had in mind. And then we did the video and within like two months they had raised 2 million wow. already. And they showed that thing religiously. Well, <laughs> religious. You like that? Yeah. Um, so, so where were they showing this at religiously? Where were they showing, was it like on? So the TV? they they were having like three or four mass gathering, like masses a day. It was with the Catholic Church. So just a just day. the mass, like not other places. No, no, no. It okay. was like all their audience and their friends and family's audience, and there was just little things they were doing, you know, having food and stuff like that to okay. kind of bring in these little events that they were having. Yeah, and for about two months straight, they just showed it like every single. If you miss uh, Sunday, it's going to show on Wednesday, you know, type of thing. Gotcha. Um, they weren't missing a beat. <laughs> yeah, and then you know they 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 uh, they told me too uh, what I charged them. They're like, we would have paid double now. I was like, dang it, dang it. I know you would think they'd like give you a nice tip or something. No, like uh -uh. That. yeah, nope. yeah. So usually when someone wants to uh, you know raise awareness, uh, raise money, stuff like that, that's yeah. mostly what I find that we're getting hired. So to do you do. work with a lot of like nonprofits then too? Um, we know. used to. And we still do, uh, but not so much. Um, because of COVID, we've just had to make a bunch of different changes. And so one of the changes was like, I'm sorry, but we are a for-profit company. At this point, we can't afford to give you discounts because uh, we used to in the past. Yeah. Um, so for nonprofit, um, it's, it's, it's de diminished, I guess you could say. 
to like 10 percent and that's on certain occasions only Mm -hmm. um so we don't really give that hefty discounts or anything like that these days so earlier you were talking a little bit about how you did the videos for the hospitals um, and some of the other businesses but the common thing that i think i was picking up on there was that you're showing off their culture and you're creating some type of emotion in the viewer is what i'm taking from it because they want to feel pulled to donate money they want to feel drawn to work with that company so do you consult with them in advance about their culture or you know what type of message or feeling they're trying to project with the video uh yes and no um i used to get really dialed into a lot of that stuff and i guess the last couple of years when i get an email i usually just kind of ask a few questions and then i kind of got the gist of what they need but yeah generally if i don't know the company and i don't really know because I guess you, I, you could say that we do have repeat business, so then I already know what they need, and then we just kind of stay busy doing a lot of repeat business, which means I already know their brand, their style, their expectation. Okay. But yeah, if it's a new job coming in, I definitely want to make sure that I'm finding out, um, you know, beyond like just what their colors are and their, you know, um, the basics of their brand. I do want to make sure that I'm kind of trying to like get their vision, like really extract it. And a lot of times you have to override what they thought it was supposed to look like or be like because if you're telling me like oh i want this type of client after this video goes out and then you you know you're recommending a certain like areas for it to be shot and i'm like no you can't you're not going to attract those clients if we shoot here it has to be shot here it has to be shot this way so some things just don't add up and it's doing it for so long it's easier for me to kind of see the bigger picture and it's easier for me to kind of redirect their the the production to fulfill the vision. Okay. So if you had uh, somebody come to you with their vision, like ideally, what type of information would you want them to be prepared with? So like if one of my listeners is thinking, hey, I do need a video for my website or I need a video to run on social. Uh, I want it to be like a branding type video or to, to sell this house or something like that. What would you expect from them? What type right. of questions? Okay, so yeah, I mean, well, generally, um, like when I'm talking to somebody and they want to do a video, I'm asking them, I, I really, I really kind of channel it either one of two routes: is this a creative piece or is this a direct piece? So if it's a direct piece, that's like, you know, two for the price of one. You know, come visit us today. It's very direct and and and, and not really informative, but just very direct in what they want, you know, to sell. So sometimes we're doing videos like that, but. Um, then the other uh, uh, direction would be uh, where it's creative base. Um, and like, for example, I was bring this up, like this guy jumps into the back of a taxi and um, he has like a, a bag of McDonald's like food, you know, like it's brand new. And so he gets it and he's like, he tells the cab driver, like, you know, um, like to, he tells the cab, cab driver to like drive slow so that he can enjoy his burger and so that was a very creative version of like a two for four dollar, you know, McChicken, you know what I mean, version. Gotcha. Okay. And so sometimes uh, they'll like mix the two, where it's like creative and direct, and it's like just just go full on like one or the other. It can be a little confusing, um, you know. So so you generally kind of want to stick to stick to one. Stick to one. So out of all of those, like since you've worked with a lot of different companies with different cultures and things like that, a lot of different personalities, do you have anyone that's like your favorite or that stands out to you or one that really challenged you? Mm. 
Wow. Uh, any of those. Yeah, <laughs> you can I pick know, any right? one of the three, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I guess when I have the most creative control is probably when I'm the the happiest, right? So yeah. like, like when they say, um, you know, just show up at this time, shoot all day, and then show us what you end up with. Um, and I can just kind of kind of run with that. That's obviously the ideal scenario for probably any filmmaker. But um, I do have quite a few clients um, that are very, um, they, they break it down to where it's like, I need the raw footage first, and then I need to go and dissect what's going to get, you know, put into the final product and, and the interviews and, and it, everything is, it's, it's all uh, layered. Yeah. And so you're going back and forth with the community, which is a very slower process, but it's very narrowed to what they need it to be. So, well, I, I like when it's a collaborative process like that. I mean, definitely having creative freedom is the best, but I think when you collaborate to at least you make sure they're happy. But the one that I think that's really challenging is um, when you feel like an order taker, you know, I bet that's probably hard for you because it's an art form mm -hmm. and you're wanting to highlight the client, but sometimes they have their own vision and you really just become like an order taker, I guess. So right. that's actually really good advice to my listeners out there. If you're listening, when you go to a videographer, just remember that they're an expert in their field. And even though you want something, just give them a chance and be open because they've been doing this for years. They've helped other clients, like they've helped other businesses. So, you know, just be open because these people are artists and they want to work and they want to give you the best product possible. So sometimes I think, clients limit themselves by by being closed you know but that's why the collaboration is important because then they're happy and you're happy and you can put out a good piece of quality work that everybody loves so right yeah yeah true and it does go both ways you know i think uh there are i have met quite a few of film, filmmakers that really don't like the you know the direct that you tell me how to you know edit this video they really are passionate about what they what they create which is fine if you don't need the money yeah. Then and you you know you want to be one hundred percent pure to your creativity, but most of the time filmmakers aren't you know they they I mean they kind of need to get whatever they can get in the beginning and then as they yeah. you know kind of move along but yeah for sure so um I mean in terms of videos is there anything else that you want to share that they should be considering before they contact a videographer like knowing their audience or anything like that um I, yeah so I mean I I do have like basically three like three different um, levels, I guess you could say that okay. when you're creating videos um, that you want to kind of keep be mindful of where you're at. Um, so like I was going to mention that we have um, what's called audience attraction. So if you're going to be um, creating videos where you want to try to bring in a client to buy your service, your product, you want to decide whether or not you're going to have a creative product or a direct piece. Okay. Uh, kind of like what we talked about. Um, and then sell the big idea. Uh, a lot of times when somebody puts together, let's say I'm going to uh, showcase like a new Mexican restaurant in town, they want to kind of explain like the hours of operation and stuff like that, like a directive piece, but um, doesn't really sell as much rather than like saying like this family is enjoying themselves in the company of this restaurant or it's like a different kind of a approach. Um, those generally get a lot more traction. Like Apple does a really good job on making commercials that actually can make, you know, evoke emotion. And you're just like, you feel that way that person must feel having that Apple watch. So then you buy the Apple watch, not because they said, 
you know, it's 16 millimeters in diameter and it has three holes to put your wrist. No one cares about that stuff. So, I mean, there is a small audience that's going to appreciate it. Yeah. I, but I'm most me, of I'm them, nerdy. I'm like, what are the specs on that thing? Right, <laughs> that's what yeah, I but, know, yeah. but, but to get, to get mass audience to really buy a product, you kind of have to sell like the, the idea, the big picture, you know, the story behind it. Um, so that's kind of a way to attract, um, People More of in. a lifestyle or a transformation of some type that you're providing. Mm -hmm. We talk about that with the customer value journey is that people, there's something missing or they want some type of transformation. So your video, it's like somebody at the beginning might feel sad at the end, they're happy, or they might feel like, you know, any number of things. And then by the end, it's a positive transformation for them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then also um, having a call to action. It's, I still see it today, you know, even in 2021. Uh, people will put out a video and it's just music and then shots edited. And then they watch the video and you're done. There's no text. There's no voiceover saying what to do now that you've watched the video. So, um, yeah, I always say have a call to action um, in, in embedded in the video. Something that says what, what the audience should be doing. Do I go to a website? Do I buy a ticket? Like, what do I need to do now that I've watched the video? Otherwise, it seems like it's a purposeless video i think it depends on like your method of delivering the video so like if you're putting it in a facebook ad you may not need to put it in the actual video because it's got like click here to learn more or it has a caption and stuff but if it's on your website and there's no button below you know maybe you would want to put something in there so i think it kind of like a commercial for sure or something that's going to run in stream on a video you would need the call to action because there's nowhere else for them to go. You need to direct them. So I, I totally agree with that. Like somewhere in the ad, there has to be a call to action for sure. Right. Yeah. And that's actually a really good point because it is um, really kind of geared toward commercials, promo videos, things like that. But like today's like TV type stuff. Yeah. TV, okay. you know, it's going to be, it's going to get, um, you know, where you're paying for an ad, like a YouTube ad or something like that, an Instagram ad. But just you making videos like on your Instagram page, for example, doesn't necessarily need to have a call to action. Um, if I rent out cameras and, and lenses at my studio, I don't always have to be plugging, you know, rent today. I can just showcase, we got some new lenses in guys. I'm excited to even try this myself. And that alone is a selling piece. It's part of the brand. So yeah, you don't always have to do it, but it, I guess it kind of depends on what you're and you're doing. Generally, if you're, if, you're, if you're paying for that video to be displayed, promoted, then usually those you want to call action on. So um, so if they get the type of video they want down, the call to action, all that stuff, and they're like, all right, I'm 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 booking you, Joseph. Like, I'm ready. Uh, do they, do you have them prep the day before, like in terms of scripts, if there's going to be a speaking part or voiceover? Do you ever get people who are like, oh my gosh, I hate the way I look? Like, so do you help them prep? Because I know I get that a lot. I know I myself hate being on camera, <laughs> but I just show up and do it anyways. But I think, some people want, you know, they want to look their best. So how do you work around that? Any tips? Yeah, yeah. So we actually, um, I, if, I think any filmmaker should really have uh, an iPad prompter or some kind of teleprompter um, because not everyone can speak well and, um, and not everybody can that speak can, that can speak well can deliver well. And that's really important too. So um, I've actually tried doing my own videos. I'm thinking, thinking oh, I can talk really well. I'm, I should be fine. And as soon as the camera goes on, I, it's just oh my gosh deer in headlights i don't know what to say so you really kind of have to create a script and then you're just you know saying the script but in your own personality 
So if you have a, a, a teleprompter, an iPad prompter, uh, a way for the client to be able to kind of deliver that same exact message, but you know, a little more clean, um, that's always going to go a long ways, um, having something like that in your arsenal. And then sometimes a, a pre-interview is a good idea too. Uh, we'll pre-interview our clients just to make sure that they do talk well and that they um, kind of know th- uh, the answers to the questions before I, I go on live and, you know, not live, but record. So I'll usually sit down if I'm going to interview somebody, I sit down and I ask them all the questions so they, so they understand them be, before we even hit roll, you know, record. And, um, and then we hit record. And then when I ask them, they know exactly. And sometimes they'll delete, like, like oh, let's not ask that question. Cause I don't, that doesn't pertain to me. I'm not the CEO. I'm the CFO. I don't really manage that part. And so we'll tailor the questions to them even more kind of fine tune it. Uh, and then you have a really, really good interview because you've already prepped them on what to. Yeah. And that's know. what I try to tell. The, the reason I asked that question is because I'm thinking of a few like where, cause I'll go on site when we're doing videos just to help coach them because I know the culture of the company. Like I know oh, we probably are leaving this out or I know we need to add this or I know this person's personality. So I'll try to bring that out in them a little bit just because I have that working relationship. But I think, you know, people, we tell them to prep, but they don't always prep or they say, Oh, I practiced my script or I did this or did that. And we don't typically like to have people read it word for word. We want it to be more natural, more authentic, have a few bullet points, but I've found that some people just do better with scripts. So it really is learning that person's personality so that it can go a little bit faster. So that's why I was curious as to what your process was and you know, what worked the best. Um, do you help them write scripts ever? Or is it more bullet points? No, we, we, we help a lot with the questions. Okay, um, question. I'm, I'm kind of, I think you and I, Shannon are kind of similar in that I, I like to just go off of like the cuff, like yeah. this sounds good right now, um, versus like having it all kind of pre scripted. Um, so yeah, normally I don't really create scripts. Most of, uh, the work that I do is either me or somebody, uh, selected by the company to do the interview. And then we're going to go and get a bunch of B roll that's going to be able to kind of correlate with what they're saying. And then we're going to sprinkle it all together, add some music, maybe some sound effects, and then some titles. You got yourself a video. Cool. Um, do you have a favorite video, though? Oh, like man. A favorite I know, video. We talked a little bit about, oh, like, man. clients, but, like, do you have one where you were just like, this is my masterpiece? Like, this is uh, the one I You know, I think uh, almost every new video that I make, it really does feel like this is my best work. Not every single one, but almost. I like, like. 85, 90% of the time, as soon as I make a video, I'm like, yep, this is like the new best thing that we're doing. Um, just get better with time. Yeah, it just gets better with time. You know, and maybe I'm just excited, like as a creative myself, like I'm, I'm just excited off of the newest work. Cause you know, you're getting new gear, you get to test it out. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, you, we've got um, Alex filming here today and he says he gets the same feeling about the gear. So. Yeah, so you need something to kind of hook you, to rehook you again and again and again on the, you know, constantly creating, you know, art for years after years after decades, you know. That's a really good point because, you know, the show is Mind Over Marketing. And part of the struggle is, you know, burnout. People burn out. A lot of people are busy working in sales already. They don't want to add having to post something on social media or, oh, now I've got to go make a video for the website and stuff. But um, you guys, if you're listening out there, well, well you are listening if, if you hear this. <laughs> but, um, if you lasted this long. <laughs> yeah, if you lasted this long, exactly. If you're hanging in there with us, uh, a really good point is 
um, do a video because it might inspire you. You might get excited to go post on social media. Maybe you'll realize that you're actually really good on camera. Maybe you think you're bad and you're really not. Maybe just a little coaching, the right person behind the camera, and it's going great. So then it'll help open up a whole new door for you in your marketing strategy. So definitely try it out. Um, and then before we go, are there any other tips that you want to leave people with? Um, you know, I wrote down a few things that I, I'll throw out there. And, yeah, I um, love to leave people with like just a couple or at least one little nugget that yeah. they can use with their, their own marketing. And maybe even throw some gear they could use if they can't afford a videographer right now. If there are any tips for them to do it themselves, that would be probably helpful for them too to get started. Yeah, well, on the tips as far as gear, that's always an easy one because, you know, we carry it in our pocket. Um, uh, I think the only piece that you are generally are missing is a really good sound recording. If you're trying to um, record audio and the phone can't be close to you, then um, I recommend getting like a voice recorder that has ability to plug in like a little microphone. You can get something for like 30 to 60 bucks on Amazon. Just type in like voice recorders and then, you know, it'll probably recommend like a little microphone, a little a lapel mic. Okay. Um, yeah, straight to the cell phone. Um, and uh, that's a really good option. I personally love uh, and use Instamic all the time. Okay. I probably one day will start selling those because they're amazing. I was just going to say, I think we're going to have to link this. You guys, sometimes I promise links in the podcast when <laughs> we don't end up doing it. But this one I'm committing to. We're doing links. Okay. So we will link to some different products uh, that you guys can check out for sure. Yeah. And so the, uh, the Instamic we use a lot um, for anything from small to really, really big productions. Um, it's amazing quality and it's super versatile. You can How much like, does that one run? It's like $169. Oh, it's not bad at Compared all. to what we used to buy when we bought lapels, uh, like a Sennheiser uh G3 or something like that. Now it's G4, they are like seven hundred dollars for the transmitter receiver kit. One sixty-nine for somebody who's gonna be like recording all the time because they could even use that to do like their weekly updates on social media and then come to the videographer when they need to do a Google ad video or something like yeah. that. So that's, that's a good price. Yeah. And we've done videos, uh, for people who do like fitness brands okay. and, um, they have to do workouts. And when you oh. work out with a wire attached to you, um, it's just really, it's just bad news, right? It's, it's unclipping. It's in your way when you're doing a push up, whatever. Yeah, I still run with like traditional headphones, like the, the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I need to like, upgrade and you like <laughs> pluck sure. it out with your hand motion like yeah, you're like running it's flapping everywhere like yeah. hitting it yeah so yeah. i totally understand yeah so um so that's a good piece uh of material if you just had that one gear alone in your phone you can actually uh create really really good videos for yourself um but yeah no some tips that i have um uh, one thing i learned kind of early on um in my career was that um products tell stories sell and so um, whenever I'm trying to sell myself, I usually will try to come up with like a, a story that correlates with what they just asked me or are saying. And I'll try to kind of bring in a story. Sometimes people will say like, well, I want to do photo with you for my wedding, but do I, you know, I don't know if I want to do video. And then I'll tell them the story of like my dad. My dad, you know, till this day says like, I wish I can give my left arm just to see my dad moving. All I have is one photo of him. But I would literally give my my left arm, dad, just to see my dad moving. Not even like a like a whole video. He just wants to see his dad moving in yeah. a video. 
And so that that kind of means, uh, you know, that goes a long way when you can kind of share a story of uh, uh, something that's happened to you. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, sure. And then any 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 videos that you're doing, if you can include your personality, whatever the personality you have, that's the one that people want to see. They don't really want to see like a, a makeshift version of that. Yeah. And I've learned that like if you stumble in your words, if you are camera shy, like and you're that person, you're going to resonate with people that are that way. And so it's really important, I think, to have like your personality in all of your videos. Um, and then um, if you can get like customer reviews, uh, like video versions of a review. So instead of like a Google review and it's just text, if you can ask a client that's really happy to do like a video review of you or your company, um, that actually goes a lot a long way, uh, which brings me to my next one. Having video like on your website, not only is it uh, really informative for the client that's watching, but it actually is really good for Google marketing because Google sees it as it's staying, they're staying on your website longer. And a lot of people don't know that. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can go to my Vimeo page or YouTube page. And now YouTube's getting that traffic. But if you can embed your videos into your website, then Google sees people as staying on your website for a while. So that's actually a, kind of a two-in-one. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a really good point. So that's awesome. And then lastly, my last tip uh, was something we, I used to come, I came from a world of breakdancing, believe it or not, back in the day, I'd spin on my head and all those things, right? And when we would go to competitions, yep, did that too. Uh, <laughs> we go to competitions. Dance battles. <laughs> um, you know, we would, we would get like one or two rounds or maybe, maybe we make it to the next battle, you know, whatever. And then we kind of get, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd lose or whatever. And then I got a tip from a, a professional b-boy, right? And he was like, you know, one thing I would say that changed my like career and you know battles was that um, say it was to save your best move for first, and that was really interesting, a uh, really interesting concept for me. And uh, but I, I I understood what he meant by it because if if you're trying to save your best move for last, you're not you're not going to have that opportunity. You're going to somebody's going to beat you, and then you're like, oh, but I had these really cool moves that I still have to do. <laughs> well, you should have showed them already. So in editing, uh, I'm always doing that. In my video, as soon as it starts, I want it to be impactful, cinematic. I want it to be uh, to grab the audience right within like the first hook. few seconds. Yeah, right yeah that hook. Um, TikTok's actually really good about that too now. But yeah, so you want to make sure that you're saving your first shot, your best shot for first. Don't wait until the end, which is why a lot of people open up with like a drone shot or something like that. So yeah, opening, have a good opening. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, what's your? Have you seen any openings that are like really besides? Well, I guess drone shot. You said is pretty common. Uh, you know, I like the one hitter quitters. Like I like when you can do just one shot and it lasts a minute, and it's no tape. There's no cuts. It's really hard to pull that off. There's. I know. A, I'm like trying to think in my head. Like, what would be? A those good are the one? best. When I because okay, there's a, a Creed. Right, the movie, the boxing movie Creed. Okay, um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> that's all good. It's a boxing movie. And they go, I think, two full rounds uncut. Like, it's one shot, one take. And there's, like, a bunch of movies and stuff that I've done it, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, there's no cuts. So the camera, the crew, everything has to be timed perfectly so that you don't see behind the scenes and lights and all that because you're moving or 360 around the subject. But um, the reason why those are really compelling, and even if you don't know that's what's going on, it's compelling because um, there's something about it that it, that just kind of keeps you watching it. And I l recently learned that 
um, every time you cut, you're telling a lie. And every time you keep rolling, you're telling the truth. So well, it's interesting because when you said that, like why people are drawn to it more, my thought was, well, that's how you would view it in real life. In real life, you'd be following it with your own eyes. You wouldn't be like blinking and then right, know, yeah. running off to the side. So no, that's awesome. I think those are great tips. I really appreciate it. Um, and then I know you've got, you know, some good video work out there on the web and some tips for people and stuff. So where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Yeah. So um uh, we have Instagram. Uh, you can do Emotion uh, Pro, or that's more for weddings and portraits. But okay. if you were looking more interested into like the commercial aspect, it'd be in Motion Pro Business. That was as clever There's as we no got. There's no dots, underscores. Just, no, okay. just straight. Yeah, Emotion Pro Perfect. Business. Um, and you know we have some others too, but those are the main ones that are going to kind of. What about your website? What's your website? Uh, it, website would be Emotion Pro. Okay. Um, not .pro.com. Some people will say like, so do I put oh, .com? Gotcha. I'm like, no, .pro is the extension. This is like 10 years ago. So it was a little bit harder for people to to take that concept of like, wait, so it's not .com? Yeah. Now there's like dot everything. Now there's dot everything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but What about yeah. a phone number if they wanted to call you, like to ask you some questions? About yeah. So number 661-873-4043. And also on our website too, we actually tailor or have started tailoring to filmmakers and photographers that are looking to like rent gear. And, and a lot of times they'll come in and rent stuff and they'll be like, so I have a question. And they'll ask me like a business thing. And I'm like, oh, well, how about you do this? They're like, dude, I never heard that before. So it actually pumps me up to be like, I want to meet more people, you know? So that's kind of one well, thing that we do. The rental thing is actually a really good idea. So for any of you out there that are wanting to do the video, but maybe you're like, oh, I don't have it in the budget right now. I'm still building my business. Because I work with a lot of, like, especially new real estate agents starting out. They don't quite have it in the budget until they get a few homes sold. Uh, then from there, they'll hire people to help them. But is like you guys could rent them some gear, give them some tips, and then they could roll on their own. Yeah. Do you have a different website for the rentals? No, it's all on the it's same on. website, okay, and okay. they can see what we have um, in a stock, I guess you could say, or in our – they can see what we, what yeah, we offer. You. Your inventory. Inventory, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, My, they can see our inventory on our website. Um, I, I was, you said something. I was going to bring it back around to the um, – oh, my first wedding that I shot – video i had my camera but once i got the opportunity to shoot photo and video actually that's what i did i rented a photo camera because i didn't oh. back then it wasn't normal to have a camera that can do both you had to have two different devices they didn't bring in the feature of a photo camera can take video until 2010 and i started in 2003 wow. so you had to have two different cameras so when i got my first camera i couldn't afford it so i rented the first camera and um i think i made maybe like 100 bucks or i don't know whatever but yeah, so that's how I got my 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 start awesome. in photos by renting. That's cool. Well, you guys, so there's lots of options out there for you. You've got your phone in your pocket. You can rent gear and get some tips and some consulting on how to how to do things, or you can just hire somebody and trust them and be open to the process. And you can get a really awesome video that way to help create awareness for your business. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening and tuning in. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll see you next time.